And I don't think there's anything wrong with chasing a goal like that. You know, like we all have a look that we want to achieve, but I do think at the end of the day, like no matter what you are going to be different in some way and loving yourself for who you are is most important. I tell you about Travis call me bud no so my roommate Travis, he, always, he always says that though he's always like but he's serious so he's like hey bud and I'm like hey man don't call me bud and he kept saying it and he got offended because he was like nobody cares like why do you like I'm just calling you my friend I'm like because old guys call little kids bud I'm like hey bud how you doing buddy and I was like don't call me bud tiger sport kiddo bubba or, or <laughs> Man, Shannon calls me Bubba Hella. Now I'm going to think of you every time she says that. No, she says Bubba thing. <laughs> don't give me that look, bro. <laughs> but I said big guy as well. I was like, don't call me big guy either. Hey, big guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, like, we were talking ready to about go, big this. guy? <laughs> yeah? I wish people could see your face. Cody, big guy, McBroom. <laughs> Yo, my dad, I gotta have my dad listen to this. I freaking love this podcast, big guy. <laughs> Can't stop listening. I'm so proud of you, big guy. Yo, you gotta stop. Huh? <laughs> I'm legitimately crying. <laughs> so my, I just feel like that's how you have to say big, big guy. That's what I'm saying. So my dad, like I told him that story, and uh, and he kept calling me big guy. Like, and he just won't stop now. He just, he keeps doing it. And like, I went to the gym and Kevin walked in. I was like, what up, big guy? And I immediately was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm doing it too. I'm my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my dad. Yeah. Travis got mad. I don't like bud. You should just start calling him big guy. And that whenever he says that, I mean, hey, big guy. No, I, I've been calling him all that Little all the time. He'll walk in. I'll be, hey, how you, how you doing, tiger? Yeah. Sport. Are you, are you not done with it? My bad. <laughs> Just snatched it <laughs> it's my fault. out of his face. How are you going to write it down? Man, uh, the other day, so I went and spoke at Highline the other day. It was super dope. Got to speak in front of a bunch of college students again and everything. And I'm leaving. And this has never happened in my life, right? So usually when you get uh, bird shit on your car, it happens like when you're not there, right? So I'm sitting, I pull up to a light and I see these birds flying at me from a distance i'm talking to my dad on the phone and uh i watched them come over and just shit all over my windshield like right in front of me it was crazy have you ever been shit on like no. you i've no. been shit on what in front of a bunch of people too <laughs> yeah Damn. it was like one it's up there with one of the most embarrassing moments of my life and uh, i was in lake chelan of all places so obviously you know ton of girls around yeah and uh me and, me and my boy are just sitting there, and uh, all of a sudden, I just get clobbered in the side of my face. Like, it's, like, in my ear, Damn, like, in my in ear face. hole. Yeah. And, like, just, is just running, right? I had no, because it, it, like, it smacked me, right? So, like, I mean, birds are flying over. Are you uh, guys on a boat? seagulls. No. We're just, oh, okay. like, uh, we're just, like, in the, yeah, this little grassy area. So, I look over, and there's this, like, there's this 
little Indian kid just like just staring at me with his mouth open. And I was like, this little fucker just threw some fucking something at me. Yeah. Right. So I, I grabbed my shirt and I'm like, like wiping it off. And I noticed that it's just like white with like a little bit of brown in there. And I'm like, what the fuck did this kid throw at me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Because and because I could just hear yeah, seagulls. Yeah. Right. And I'm like. Does I it got smell? Shit like, on. No, I didn't smell it. It was just disgusting. Like, why is bird shit white? Yeah. I don't know. That's fucking weird, yeah, I can't, man. can't answer. And uh, so Rob, because he was talking to me, because he told uh, his wife to look at my Jeep, because she was like looking for a new car. He's like, oh, look at Cody's Jeep. And they said something about it. I was like, yeah, man, this bird shit on my car when I was like watching it. And he was like, yeah, it's good luck. Oh, no, that's if you get shit on. And I'm like, it's no. good luck if you get shit on? He was like, yeah, they say that. And uh, his wife looks over and goes, I've been shit on three times by birds. And I was like, damn, I swear she said three, three times? times. I was like, that's crazy. I, I, You're I think a lucky girl. If, if it's, if it's good, no, if it's good <laughs> like, luck, I think that there, there's probably a fine line between like good luck and then like you're cursed. Like, I feel like if you get shit on three times, you're cursed. Yeah. Like, maybe second time, you're like, oh, okay, that was pretty good luck. But then the third time... I didn't know that was that common. Yeah. I, I knew one person ever, and she got shit on at a football game in high school. Oh, in yeah, the crowd. that's really embarrassing. Yeah. Was bad. I at least I was around a bunch everybody, of people I didn't even know. Homecoming <laughs> game, yeah, everybody's just yeah. like, oh, shit. No, I got clobbered, man. I thought, like, it, it, it hit me with such force that I thought... <laughs> That I got like something thrown at me, so I just like turn and look at this little guy. He's just sitting there, like, just like looking <laughs> at me. I'm dropped. like, dude, like I'm gonna fucking throw you in the water, you oh, little shit. God, dude, that's rough. He probably didn't even ha- like. He was so young. He probably didn't even have the motor skills to like throw something at me from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's probably like ten yards away from me, and I just instantly just accused him because his <laughs> eyes were locked on me. So did anybody see the bird shit on you? Uh, I mean, my boy was just. I mean, he was literally in tears, laughing. <laughs> Right, like if he listens to this podcast, he's gonna be crying. He's probably gonna text me like, "Bro, I remember that." Like that's that was, crazy. yeah. He oh he could God. not stop laughing. But yeah, that's yeah. Other than that, I've never been shit on. I got a big pile of bird shit on my car right now, which is pretty annoying. Yeah. But uh, no, never been. Uh, I don't think it's good luck. I definitely didn't feel lucky. Like nothing <laughs> spectacular happened after that. Like it was actually a pretty normal like Memorial Day weekend. You know, just. Got fucked up and just kicked it. It's not lucky. And got shit on. There's no yeah. way. It's bad luck, if anything. Yeah. Especially three times. Yeah. Huh. I'm, were you ever a superstitious person? Uh, I was when I played when I played basketball. Like, I had to do the same. I think it was just more of, like, a routine when I got up to the free throw line. But that was about it. Um, I didn't, like, warm up a, you know, like a special way or anything like so that. What about like karma and like good luck? Oh yeah. Stuff? I feel like, yeah, I feel like if you put, you know, positive vibes out there, like, you know, but I also think that with that, like shit happens, man. Like, yeah. you know, like this last weekend was like a train wreck for me. And like, I was like literally just thinking like, what did I do to deserve yeah. <laughs> this? Yeah. Right. Like so much shit happened. Like, and it was just the entire weekend. And, uh, but like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I think that the more positive that you that you put out there, the more positive vibes that you put out there, it's gonna come back. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? no, I agree with that. I think that if you're a positive person and you treat people well, it just goes noticed, and you yeah. can tell when somebody's an asshole or not. Yeah, and people aren't gonna be nice to assholes. I don't know if I believe in good luck and bad luck though. No, I don't. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't believe in good luck. I I just think that. I mean, 
sometimes you're just in either in the right place or the wrong place at the wrong or right time. Right. You know? Right. Whatever it is. So, I, and I just feel like I was in the wrong place at the wrong time when I got shit on. I, if you believe in good luck, you believe that I was in the right place at the right time. But <laughs> I would also, you know, probably slap the shit out of you if you said that to my <laughs> face. So, yeah, not good luck. Anyways, we were talking about, uh, what were we talking about the other day? We were talking about, um, we were talking about marijuana, right? We are talking about weed. On here? No, not on here. Mm. It was at the gym. I forget. I forget what the exact uh, context of the uh, of the conversation was, but uh, and then I was, I was like, man, like I'm actually, you know, I'd be interested in doing mushrooms again. Oh yeah, I was like, what are you? I don't remember this. Yeah, I remember that conversation. But no. that's scary. I was just, I don't know, and like ever since then, I've like been like thinking about it and like reflecting on like the time that the time that I did it, and I was just like, man, like. You know, I just wouldn't want to do it just to do it. Like, I would probably, you know, go on, like, a camping trip or something like that and really, like, you know what I mean? It's, dude, it's fucking, it's it's mind-opening, bro. It's it's super. Yeah, it's like, not, uh, what's that one? Uh, Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, no, there you go, yeah. No. I mean. Uh, no, hell no. I couldn't do it. That I, no, I probably crazy. wouldn't do ayahuasca, yeah. Or, like, people are saying, like, uh, but I feel like that's is, like eye opening. It's supposed to be one of those things that like you have such a crazy experience that yeah. <laughs> afterwards you become a different person or yeah. you you conquer your fears and all that. But it's like in the process you have to like, and I'm not exaggerating, like vomit and shit your pants for like two days while like thinking you're being attacked by like snakes, like the craziest yeah. things ever. Yeah. And then they wake up and they're yeah. like, I've found eternal happiness. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. But I the mean, people, I mean, afterwards, they seem like they legitimately are in a better place. So kudos to them. But I don't think mushrooms is going to do that for you, bro. No. No, I'm, I don't expect spiritual enlightenment. I don't, know. I don't I think mean, any like, insights, though, either. I didn't get any insights. No. I just I mean, feel like it's one of those things, like, and, and they always say this, too. Like, you have to be in a really good mood, energy with good people, because if you don't, you'll have a bad trip. And that's what freaks me out because I'm yeah. like, no, I can't even yeah. like, I'm just like worried if anything goes wrong, then all of a sudden I'm going to start tripping balls yeah. and just have the worst time of my life. Yeah. So I just don't even want to fuck with it. I mean, I don't know. I think that, I think that you should do it with me. <laughs> He's trying to talk me into it again, man. Camping trip or something. Like in your mind, you're like, oh, if I say it on the podcast, that's good accountability. No, no, no. You know, if you're not interested, I'll do it. I'm not I'll gonna say here. Like, I'm it. not gonna like put it in your fucking pancakes. I'll, I'll but, do it like, if Michael does it. Yeah, Michael will do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, right, Michael? <laughs> no, the first, the first time, the first time I've have you have you done it? Have you eaten no. mushrooms? You've never eaten I, mushrooms, but you have, right? Yeah, you've eaten mushrooms. Yeah. I, I've never even smoked a cigarette, so I've sorry, mom, no okay. idea. I know yeah. my mom listens to this. Sorry, mom. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think my parents know that. I, no, actually, I know that they they don't know that I've eaten mushrooms. It's it was it was pretty interesting because like I didn't know if I was gonna like hallucinate or not. Right. And uh, I did it on the Fourth of July, and the whole point was to you know get to you know some. <laughs> Uh, point of hallucination which I accomplished and it was it was pretty epic I must I must say but like I mean I ate 
I ate a pretty good amount. <laughs> and uh, it was more than what was like recommended, which was probably, you know, not the smartest thing. I think that a lot of people now are doing it, like, you know, because all the ayahuasca stuff is is coming out and the DMT shit. They're, they want to do it with shamans. And I think that that's smart to a certain extent. You also probably got some people who are out there on social media calling themselves a shaman. Like, I can go change my Facebook name right now. Occupation. Theo the shaman, yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> shaman Theo or some shit. And just get a whole bunch of weird followers or something like that. But anyway, like, you know, I think that people are kind of doing it more responsibly now. But like, dude, like, I was sitting at a at a camp i didn't kick in for like three hours right and i ended up having to like smoke weed for it to like really start to kick in like i got like the kind of like this body high and i was like okay well i'm all out of mushrooms so i can't just eat anymore until i just start tripping right and uh God. there's like 20 of us like sitting around this fire and only two of us are on mushrooms from what i know and uh so we're sitting around this fire like people are like smoking weed and uh like i took maybe like two or three hits it didn't even take very much and uh me and my boy are sitting next to each other um you know we shared the mushrooms and we're we're both sitting at this fire right and were you guys camping or you no we were at we were at a yeah we were at a friend's house and they had a fire pit right Mm. and they built a pretty big fire and we were both just sitting there for you know for a minute just like staring at the fire and all of a sudden it turned into lava like, I mean, it was like at the snap of a finger. It yeah. wasn't like it was just gradual. It was like one second, like, you know, we see legitimate fire. And the next moment, it was literally like lava. It almost looked like a lava lamp the way it was like building up and then like overflowing on itself. It's like a fountain. Yeah, like a fountain of lava. So I look at my boy and like he looks at me at the exact same time and he's like, bro, we got to get out of here. See, that's crazy right? that like you guys it hit you at the at same the time. At the exact same time. And you guys saw the same he, thing. He was tripping. He was tripping like way before, which is why I was like, man, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah. you know, because like a couple hours before, like it probably took like 30 minutes for it to hit him. And uh, he was in a hot tub and, you know, he's looking at, I mean, it's the 4th of July and he sees snow. Oh, on that's a, probably on a tree, why. Hot right? tubs increase everything. Because of what they do to your pores, yeah. like no matter if you're getting high, drinking, yeah, or anything, maybe that was it. And yeah, it, it, I does, didn't get it does something. It literally yeah. does something because the chlorine in the uh, in your skin and the heat and everything. Because that's why you get so fucked up in them when you drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People like die in that shit. Dude, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, and then like, I mean, we we left. Um, I won't go into the details about that, but like, I mean, like lights, you know, like street lights, uh, uh, stoplights, and like they were like streaking, like. We'd like drive by and like you guys were driving trails. You guys were driving? No, we were they were flying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm saying like this guy should not be behind the wheel, bro. No, no, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't behind the wheel. Fuck, I was like, damn, that's sketchy. I wasn't behind the wheel, but (laughs) in the car, right? Like just looking at lights, like (laughs) the road swerving. I gotta swerve with it. It was everything was just like a video game. (laughs) It was crazy. So I didn't get like this crazy, you know, like spiritual, like Mm-hmm. you know come to jesus type of moment yeah. like you know it was just it was kind of a cool cool experience man like but i i th- I think that there's a there's a fine line where people are like experimenting with it and saying okay like you know trying to have like an eye-opening experience or yeah. uh or something like that and uh, people are actually using it to cure addiction for like heroin and shit yeah like same with uh lsd right. yeah they're finding like it, it's, it's actually helping people come out of a lot of like yeah. crazy diseases but which is insane lsd yeah dude it's nuts so i guess like i mean 
it has a positive effect, but like just you know, my thing is See, just like, like just don't be a loser and do whatever. Yeah, like I've get your never, shit together. Like get your shit done. I've and, never ever really wanted to like even experiment with it. And I was at my boy's house and we we're playing video games and it was like a night where we were supposed to go out and then like shit just like a house party got crashed. Something like we just end up sitting there, we're like, fuck it, let's just chill. And he just pulls out a bag of mushrooms. He's like, You wanna eat these? And I'm like, Fuck. All right. <laughs> and I just went for it. I think I was like 15 16 and then it took a hell long and he was like i'm gonna go down to get a swisher or something he left and it hit me and i remember look like talking to the couch right and the couch had those big plow cushions but it became a face and i'm talking to this fucking couch for a minute and he walks in and i didn't even know and he goes dude what are you doing because it didn't hit him yet and i like turn and then i look back and it's just the couch again and i was like what yeah. the when you, it's just like one of those when you stare at it long enough yeah. Like, yeah so then and then it just like and then i was like mind blown and i had a blast but it was one of those things i woke up in the morning i was like i'm never doing that again <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much man too intense for me i'm just like yeah i, I don't know i feel like i just kind of like opened the door and kind of like peeked in like i didn't go like you know like all the way like people are just like you know fucking walking around like oh my <laughs> god like everything is just yeah zombies yeah just how, in how a different reality day i was fine like, like not, some people get some remember. people get sick but i was totally, I was totally fine <laughs> i was totally fine people yeah i've heard of people like oh like be careful like man you're gonna like be like throwing up the next day and stuff like that and i was like mm. like i don't know i, man, also, had, people, I also had some weed so i was like man if i'm nauseous i'm just gonna yeah, smoke some weed. a lot of people are like mixing things now too though yeah, they just like that. take combinations of stuff and it's just too much it's crazy like I don't fuck with any of that stuff anymore, man. Yeah, a lot. I'm, I've just been hearing the whole ayahuasca thing going around a lot. Me too. I'm not I've into it. Been, yeah, me either. I don't. I don't know. Like, I think the, the good thing is, is you do have to go to a special place with a specialist to do it. So it's not like it's. Remember, because what was that stuff that people were doing for a long time back in the day that made you hallucinate for like a little bit? You could buy it at smoke shops. Uh. It was fucking, you smoked it, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it was tobacco. Um, Some sort of tobacco. Yeah, but. They just laced it with some shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. so, dude, it's horrible for yeah. you. I never did it, but I remember yeah. people doing that. Or like, how did bath salts, like who's figured out that you could smoke bath salts? Dude, that's crazy. And then like, they call it like flocka or yeah, something dude. like that. And you people get just crazy. Like in people's faces yeah. and shit. Like, Have you seen a sausage party? No. There's like a dude that like does it in there, but that's what causes him to be able to see the sausages. Cause at the beginning, like only the, only the other so- food can see each other. Dude, that movie is hilarious. Like I was crying laughing at that movie. Probably one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while. Man, I haven't watched any new movies. It's crude. It's definitely Which crude is like, humor. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And that's surprising for you actually. I know. Usually I like stay in the movie theaters like every week, but I haven't been in a while. Back to back. So besides drugs and sausages um i think we had a couple of questions this week (laughs) yeah let's get on with it that was just that was just kind of a little yeah little rant you guys know you get the banter with it yeah a little random rant all right so we had a question emailed in from kevin and he he mentions when someone has a lot of weight to lose for example 100 pounds plus how and when do uh, you or they establish your goal and ideal weight. Um, he mentions that he realizes that obviously there are a lot of factors that go into that, but um, 
Yeah, 100 plus pounds. I think like things change over the years, obviously, as you get older and as you, the lifestyle you lead, the more weight you, whether you've crash dieted on and off or you've never dieted at all, if you've just consistently gained weight. Um, so I always start with figuring all that out. As a coach, at least, I always go from like, what is your training history like? What's your diet history like? And, and most importantly, like, what's your weight history like? Because like I know for somebody who is that overweight, how long have you been overweight? And like, what were you at with your com- uh, most comfortable point, right? So if somebody is 45 years old and they have over 100 pounds to lose, you got to be like, okay, well, what were you like in high school and in college? If they were always really overweight, then it's a little bit more difficult to figure that out. But I think it's like if somebody was, you know, and they graduated college at 205 pounds and now they're 350 pounds, you got to look at it like that. Like, okay, so we could, it's safe to say that maybe we shoot for 200 to 225 pounds to be like the ultimate goal, like way down the road, not assuming like muscle gain or anything like that, obviously, because things change. But my first question is like, where were you at once upon a time? Like when you felt your best? So was the question, was the, was the question more about, you know, on, on the journey, right? Like, you know, so if let's say he's lost 50 pounds, he's got another 50 pounds to go. If he wants to lose another hundred pounds, mm-hmm. um, when do you start thinking more, uh, more about specifics? Was that more along the lines of the question? I think what he's trying to say is, say you have over a hundred pounds to lose. Right. Part of what, oh, what okay. you mentioned, like okay. when, how do you establish what your goal weight will be okay. and sort of how do you also do that? So I think I've dealt with at least a handful now of people that I either have or have been attempting to lose hundred plus pounds. And I think the most important thing to me from a mental standpoint is not going, okay, like we want to shoot to be 125 pounds lighter. It's like, okay, like how are we going to get this first 30 pounds off? Right. Right. Like, so that, that's more along the lines of where I would, right. where I would address it. Like, right. Because at the end of the day, a hundred pounds is going to take a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's better to be like, okay, like assuming we can lose one to two pounds a week and that's healthy and safe and sustainable. Where could we be in 90 days? Mm-hmm. Or let's shoot to lose 30 pounds and let's like stay on this journey and this plan until we get there. Right. And, and this goes back to, I think I talked about this on a podcast a while ago, like, uh, your body fat, uh, like set point. Right. Mm-hmm. And in order to reset those set points, it's best to tackle a weight loss journey for two to three months and then take a good one to two months as a break. So maybe you go, okay, like let's lose weight for two to three months or let's shoot for 90 days of dieting and and training really hard as hard as we can. And we'll, whether you set calories or not, and then we go, okay, for one to two months, we're going to kind of tone it down a little bit, deload training, maybe not diet so hard, give you a couple free meals once a week, see where things go. Most likely if you have that much weight to lose and you're still in the gym, you're still going to lose a little bit of weight during that maintenance phase. But I think breaking it up like that would be best. Yeah. Because then, because dieting, non-stop until you get 100 pounds off is rough yeah for sure and then i think there's a big focus on the number too like people stay on the scale i mean like every day of the week and i think that you know because especially with fat loss and even you know muscle gain too you're gonna hit a plateau at at some point and i think that that that's really gonna fuck with people you know like oh man i've lost three pounds a week for the last two months and now i you know i haven't lost i haven't lost a fucking ounce 
And, you know, now where do we go? Right. And, and that really screws with people's head. And, 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 you know, they really have to understand that there's, there's going to be that point where, where they do plateau. And I think that that's where I start to address things. Right. You know, I talked uh, on a previous podcast about somebody cutting out Coke. Right. And one of my clients cutting out just Coke and lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. Right. So just changing like little habits and stuff like that, not even really going into it with any real expectation, but more establishing it as like a lifestyle change, but like a bad habit you're trying to do. Yeah. yeah, Like you got to know that that's going to have some sort of effect. Right. Like, especially if you cut out a liter of Coke uh, (laughs) every day, but like, you know, just, just handling, because I've had people lose, uh, you know, over a hundred pounds, 80 pounds, you know, and there's always been that point, you know, where they've got the first 20 to 30 off and then they've got to a, a point where, it it, it didn't down. move yeah, yeah yeah significantly it's like okay well what am i doing wrong right yeah. i mean it's like everybody and they get like that panicked look on their face when they, when they, when they talk to you so and that's probably the perfect time to take that maintenance phase exactly and, and they never want to because they want to see the results keep right. going and the scale moving but at that point i think it's smartest for your body's health to be like okay let's chill out for a little bit yeah. let our body re calibrate re just chill out and kind of recover right like from a metabolism standpoint from a hormonal standpoint and then once you're feeling better you're performing better then we go okay maybe we create a bigger deficit or we turn up performance a little bit then you'll start burning again i guarantee but if you drop calories at that point or you increase load your body's probably going to still be stuck or move very slowly and then it's just just being it being it's it's it just it's just part of the process right i think that now because there's there's so much information out there that people are getting shiny object syndrome and then saying okay well you know my this coach isn't doing this for me right so i'm gonna go to somebody else or some other program and then you know it it fucks them all up they self-sabotage they put that weight back on and then some and then we've seen it plenty of times where people will come back and say 100 percent, yeah you know i want to sign up for training again i think like (laughs) So I have two things to say. One is a, a bad, like a big red flag. If you're if you're getting ready to sign up for something, if it doesn't have a contract that makes you stay with that person or with that program for more than 12 weeks, so three months, or it's very cheap, you should not do it because yeah. it's most likely going to be a quick fix that doesn't actually work long term. It's going to create an unhealthy relationship with food, training, cardio, something, and it's just not going to end in a good result. Like, right. And I think that's what makes so many things at our gym so successful is because you have to commit to a long-term thing, right? Even our transformation contests, we never do like 30-day transformation contests. They're all 12 weeks, eight weeks at the minimum. And even then it's nothing like insane, like we're guaranteeing two pant size. You know what I mean? It's like you could lose that, but it's like you have to commit. And And actually like I've watched this like completely change my success rate and my, um, like retainment of clients online because mm-hmm. I created that, like Michael helped me create a PDF form that you can actually sign online and, and they commit to a three or six month period. Ever since I did that, I have, I've had way less people fall off because when I say that at the beginning, it's either one of two things. They're like, okay, I'm down. And then they realize they have to commit and they do, or it scares them off. Cause they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like I was yeah. just going to try this out for a month and then try to bounce out. And it's like, I'm not going to do that. Um, the second thing I wanted to talk more on is like when you started talking about um, breaking bad habits. It kind of just reminded me is like, maybe instead of setting a weight loss goal, you should probably focus on setting a different goal. Um, I've done this with more women than men, I would say, but it might also be because a, a majority of my clientele is women. A lot of times, like the scale and seeing the fat loss will just, 
like he said, fuck with your head essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we can look at it, like I always say, okay, like we know training hard is going to help you lose body fat. We know eating healthy is going to help you lose body fat. So let's not focus on how much you're losing. Let's focus on getting 90 days of tracking your food consistently. Like that's your new goal. Or like maybe you want to deadlift your body weight for eight reps, or you want to set a new PR on the squat or the bench or whatever it is. No matter what, that's going to fuel you to train harder. You're going to perform harder. You're probably going to listen to whatever programming I have. And you're most likely going to eat better because you need to train harder as well. And then guess what happens? You end up losing weight in the process. So I think figuring something out like that would be good. And and I know I struggle with that personally. Like it's funny, like when I go through a gaining phase or like a bulking phase, like I hate that term, but it's kind of essentially what you have to do. You see like shirts get tighter, you get bigger, people are saying you look bigger, your lifts are going up, everything feels great, but you can't see your abs as much, so you get pissed, and, and then you you kind of ignore the goals or the good things that are happening, right? Like I forget to remember that I just PR'd on the bench or that like people are noticing I'm getting bigger and everything, and then you start dieting and you start seeing your abs a little more, and you're like, fuck, like I can't bench 265 like I did when I was bulking, or I, I can't like lift as much, my shirt's getting looser, you know what I mean? And then you forget, like, so setting those external goals is, I think is probably the best way to do it. Well, I think non-number related again, like it it all comes down to, you know, I think having an understanding of the human body and mind and, uh, you know, perspective on, you know, where you're at and and where you want to go. And, uh, because it's nature, it's human nature for us to self-sabotage and to uh, have a negative mindset, right? Yeah. Like, it's just the way it is. Like, nobody is positive to pick out the all bad. the time, right? Like, look at the, I mean, even the Dalai Lama at some point, he's probably been pissed off, yeah. right? Like, and he's looked at, like, the negative side of the situation, right? But, like, I think that what he's done really well is obviously he's trained his, his mind to go into a positive state. Like, and, and how, I, how I think that that's relevant is that, you know, we were always looking at something to pick on, right? Like nothing is ever good enough, right? Yeah. Like why are you, like when you set a goal, like why are you setting that goal? So like understanding where that's even coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Like why the fuck do you want to lose a hundred pounds, yeah. right? Like if it ultimately comes down to health and you want to be there, right? Like always dig deeper. I mean, are your, are you trying to be around for your kids or your grandkids or yeah. whatever, you know, what is it that, that is, is, is making you step foot in the gym or seek a coach or, you know, get a membership at, at wherever you're at. Like what, why is that? Yeah. And even if that why results in you needing to lose that hundred pounds, it'll, I think it attaches you to that, the, the meaning of losing that so much more. Um, well, it gives it like, like like I told you about the, the recent client, I'm not going to say any names, but she'll probably know who I'm speaking of. She has a goal that's similar to losing a hundred plus pounds. And like her big thing was like very, very simple things like getting getting dressed easier putting on their shoes and tying her shoes having kids soon because she's in an unhealthy state and she knows that it probably would be best and smarter for herself and her kids to create a family in a, in a healthier body right that shit meant the world to me to hear somebody actually saying that because it had no vanity attached to it and yeah. like because of that she's going to be a lot more successful with me i guarantee yeah than most people have you ever heard uh there's there's a philosophy about um clouds and water right like is that what you were looking up on your phone no oh okay um i got a i got a text message Uh-oh. um i thought he was googling something cool <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately not clouds and water no so you know have you ever seen like a 
like an imperfect cloud or an imperfect wave. Right? Mm. Like you never really probably no, thought about it, no. but there's no such thing as like a perfect a perfect wave or or you know a perfect cloud, right? Like you know, you see them like it's kind of like okay, well, you know, that's a cloud, that's right. a wave, right? And they just keep coming, right? Every each one is different. So you can't really say that it's perfect or it's imperfect, right? Like it's it just is. Like I think that if people were to think about that, right, and say, okay, well, how am I going to apply this to my life? Like, man, like, nobody's, nobody's fucking perfect. Like, everybody, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's when people see something, it's like, oh, wow, like, I want that, right? Yeah. Like, man, like, I want that girl's body or I want that guy's <laughs> body. Like, you know, people think that, you know, if, they, if they're shredded that it's going to make them happy, right? Like, mm-hmm. you are who you are. Like, you can always improve yourself, Right. But like you can't just look at the next thing and just be like, man, like yeah. I'm going to be like that. Like everybody's different. Like you can al- you always have something to work on. Love what is. Exactly. Right. Like so I think that really owning that philosophy and really thinking about that is 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 huge to, you know, your personal transformation, whether it's, you know, in the gym or not. Like, man, like you got to think about that. Yeah, I think it's a catch 22 because I think it I I think it's good for some people to look at others for motivation, but I, I think understanding that before doing so is huge. Cause we, we, I mean, there's tons of women that are like, Oh, I want a body likes whatever celebrity and stuff. And I don't think there's anything wrong with chasing a goal like that. You know, like we all have a look that we want to achieve, but I do think at the end of the day, like no matter what you are going to be different in some way in loving yourself for who you are is most important. And that's the only way you're going to embrace and trust the process, right? If you're constantly hating yourself for what you look like and how you are, and you're chasing the look of a celebrity or somebody else, you're just going to hate the entire diet, the entire training. You're not going to commit for as long. I'd rather spend a year slowly getting better, but loving the whole process, right? Doing it the right way. And I think yeah. that's probably, the, but America's all about convenience. Yeah. That's a, it actually, it's funny because uh, you actually tagged me in this video today with uh, J. Cole. Right? Yeah. Like he just kind of sneaked this to, that's crazy, to Kanye, right? right? Yeah. Like he grew up idolizing Kanye and now realizes like, man, like this dude's fake as fuck. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's obviously just doing it for the fame and for the fortune. Crazy. Right? Like, man, but you know, I and I used to have a, crazy amount of respect for for Kanye Me but too. you know it's He's one of my favorite rappers but that's the thing is like even you know people like that are subject to it like man you know he got the confidence of of you know establishing himself in the game and then really looking at it from like okay you know this is where this is the position that he has like I'm kind of in this same position but like this is what happened like you know he he said something on on uh, you know, on his albums and, but like he's acting in a totally different way. Like this is really who he's been his entire career. So everybody has an ego and, and the way you let your ego take into your life or take over your life is, is huge. Um, have you read ego as enemy yet? No, dude, you got to read that. If you don't have it, like I'll let you borrow. It's super easy read, but it's super dope because that's exactly what he talks about. Right. He talks about, we all have ego and ego is going to flood into our lives no matter what, but we have one of two choices and we can let it take over and we can kind of give into it and let it fuck up our success or we can overcome it. And because of that, we end up being way more successful. But the cool thing about the book is he goes, every chapter is a different like history lesson. So he talks about like Malcolm X, um, Jackie Robinson, like a bunch of people that like, 
ego came into their life and they had one of two choices. And he has, there's a lot of examples in there that were like millionaires that went to jail or, or failed and went bankrupt because they let ego get a hold of them. Yeah. And there's a lot of celebrity examples in there. It's really, really good book. Fucking nature, dude. Like, look at, I mean, or just like history, like, man, like you go over to Europe and you see all these statues of all these old motherfuckers. Like imagine like how big their ego was, oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Julius Caesar or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like these guys had the biggest egos ever. When it's like, so like Jackie Robinson's story in there, I never knew, but once I read it, like tons of respect for him. And so he was kind of like a rebellion growing up and kind of fought back against like the white police and all these things, went to jail a bunch of times, all these different things. Once he became in the major leagues, he completely changed his personality, stopped fighting back, let shit happen to him because he knew that he had to do that to make sure that like blacks were in yeah. the baseball. Uh, he was in a position of influence. Exactly. Yeah. And like things like the way, the way they told the story, I was like, damn, like that's crazy. And that's gotta be the, the, the best example because imagine how hard that would be, especially if you were a hard head growing up mm-hmm. and you never took shit from anybody, mm-hmm. but you knew you had to, to, to make us like stand for a reason and a point. Like that's crazy. Great book. It makes me think of people who, um, always materialistic yeah they want something or they think if i make x amount of dollars a year i'm going to be happy but it always comes down to really internally right even um i think of what you were saying examples of people who win the lotto they it changes their life completely they think they're going to be set forever but how often like i don't even know the statistic but isn't it something that within x amount of months or years like all that money is gone and they're worse than they were before yeah and way less happier all of that which Bank is crazy rub, whatever yeah. it is yeah. like i don't even know how people blow 30 well, million dollars well usually a year, yeah but. well usually broke people don't have an understanding of money right, right. like or uh, they they don't have a knowledge of okay well what does wealth like really mean and how you do know, i handle yeah it? exactly right like and that's where the self-sabotage and like again like it's just human nature like people like as crazy as it sounds, like they will fuck up on purpose just to burn everything down, right? Like imagine going from, you know, uh, uh, let's say $50,000 a year to all of a sudden you got $20 million because you won the Powerball. And now you got all these people coming out through the woodwork. Yeah. Or fake young friends. athletes. Yeah, exactly. Man. Joe DeFranco like, was talking about fuck, that on one right. of his things recently because he obviously works with professional athletes and these young athletes will come out of high school and all of a sudden they're, they got millions yeah. and they don't know how to handle it. And then they get injured and, and then they're fucked. It's crazy. Yeah. That's like, I mean, you can see it happen on uh ballers, the TV show too, which is crazy. Cause you know how, what they do. Have you seen that show? So ballers is the rock and stuff. They pretty much what he does. He's what is that even considered? Like, a, is he a, an athlete, athletic an, financial advisor? Agent. Yeah. Okay. So he's yeah. an agent for athletes in the NFL. Gary Vanderchuk's doing that now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like he started his own business. Like I'm, I'm excited to watch that grow. It's gonna be crazy. So, wait, so this is a. It's a TV or show. It's a scripted TV yeah, show. Yeah, it's a scripted. But it's okay. based. I was like, on, the Rock is doing. I mean, this? it's <laughs> it's based on like what people do. I mean, right. Of course. Like in the lifestyle, there's actually some real NFL players. Um, I think it's a safety or something from the Ravens is on there. I can't remember his name because I'm horrible at sports, but, but yeah, so like the main point was, uh, set different goals <laughs> and you'll get there. Kind of building off that question, a question that I thought of while you guys were talking about that, um, you had mentioned clients drastically are losing weight quickly, rapidly, and then they come to a plateau and then they 
revert back and mm-hmm. gain it all back and then some. Do you find that there are certain types of clients, certain types of maybe personalities that yep. are more susceptible to that happening and you can A-type, see it? A-type personality, people who are either all in or not at all. Mm-hmm. Those are usually the people, right? Like if you just look at how they, and, and I'm a firm believer that how you do something is how you do everything, right? Like mm-hmm. so, so how, how these true. people have taken their fat loss, that's probably how they're taking every area of their life, right? Whether it's at work, their um, the relationship, um, you know, again, like you, you can take certain situations, but you know, not everybody's going to do just fuck up everything in their life. Right. Like they might still be in, into the relationship, but, um, you know, there's, there's definitely people out there who, again, like who are just all in, they, they're, they're ready. Like as soon as you give them a nutrition plan, like the next day they go to the store and they hit everything to the T they're doing all their workouts, something happens, you know, whether it's six months or a year down the line and then just boom. Right. I mean, it just stops. I mean, it's like, it's like, it just comes to a halt and then bam, once that happens, it's like, yeah, I mean, I think like going back to Kevin's question, if it's somebody that has a hundred pounds to lose and they just kind of get on point and they start losing weight really fast, I I wouldn't put them in that category because they're losing weight fast because they haven't done anything or they stopped drinking a liter of Coke a day. Sure. But I agree with what he's saying. And I've struggled with that a lot because I'm definitely that personality type in everything I do. And, and I just go all in on it. And, and it's a, it's a good and a bad thing depending on how you look at it. But I've, I mean, I've gone, had ups and downs with fat loss in my like training history so many times financially as well. Like I'm all in on work. Nothing else matters. I get a ton of clients and then I burn the fuck out and I stop delivering. I lose clients. I lose money. And I'm like, fuck, what am I doing? Right. Um, same thing with relationships. I've had plenty of relationships fall apart because of that. But I think that's also what makes me a really good coach now is because I've fucked up multiple times in, in the same areas multiple times. So like I learned or I thought I learned and then I did it again. And now I kind of take a different approach. And the good thing out of that is when I sign up people and I'm like, hey, here's your nutrition plan. Instead of it being like, boom, 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 hit the like, here's your numbers, like go for it. Like there's a guidelines like, hey, get within 10 grams of these like nutrients because it doesn't really matter you know if you're five grams off in fat chill out it doesn't matter right and like i explained why from a science perspective depending on the person but allowing them to understand that flexibility um now there's some people that like he said that they just that's their personality type they don't care they're anal about it and they'll just be like you know what like okay cool thanks and then they'll still deliberately just be so on point that sooner or later they burn out and, and it's not sustainable. And Even if you give them advice not to. And you, you also got those people cause I've seen this plenty of times. I'm sure you have too well, with people who uh, will come and let's say, you know, they drop 20 pounds, right. And then they hit that plateau. And then once they do that, right. Like those are the people who really seek kind of uh, uh, attention or, or compliments from, from other people, right. They seek gratitude. So what they'll do again, is they'll go right back to that self-sabotage, put that 20, 25 pounds, 30 pounds back on, and then they'll start from square one again just to, to lose that, that yeah. weight. Yep. yep. And and just for the gratitude. Wait, just, just to, yeah. yeah. They'll do it on purpose yeah. to yeah. get they that. They do it on purpose. But it, high it's again. a sell, it, it's like, wow. they don't realize they're doing it. Right. Right, but yeah, absolutely. 
But once they do it, they will, I mean, they won't keep in touch. They won't text you back. They won't, they won't contact you. They will kind of just disappear. Right. And then they'll come back and, you know, come up with some sort of excuse. Because failure is hard, man. Failure is scary. Well, I get failure is change. Right. And people are afraid of that. Well, everybody here is guilty of it, whether you realize it or not. Right. right. Like I'm definitely. Well, yeah, I look in the mirror every day and say as as little as possible and I leave. But uh, (laughs) 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 no, um, interesting yeah yeah dude it's but can you see at some point like before it even happens do you already see it coming you know it's gonna happen for certain people some people i think you can understand the personality type and try to act against it and that's what i meant by like some people they get ahead of it yeah some people are just super flexible and chill about their stuff so i'll give them their 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 program and their protocol and they're just naturally kind of like easy going with it and they stick to it but they know they have to be consistent close rather than consistently exact and they just happen but the people like rather than me being like ah shit she's gonna fall off in three months and then come back in six like I don't say that I say like okay I need to make sure that I'm really clear about the flexibility of this program so they understand but then it depends and and like and I think the people that do shows like competitions you have to be that on point so with them it's a different story it's a matter of saying hey you want to be on stage. You're going to have to sacrifice this amount of time to do that. Like it's a serious goal and, and it's dope. And I, I applaud you for it, but just understand what you're getting into and don't feel like you have to do this to make sure like, like I've talked about it on here before, like before I sat down with uh, the group of people at the gym that are going to do a show, like I sat down and I think they thought I was going to talk about macros and all this stuff. And I'm like, look, this is what you're getting into. And like, this is what can happen afterwards if we don't do it the right way. And if you don't like understand what's going on, because that's the challenge, right? It's like avoiding those downfalls. But I mean, even even with those people who are super on point, you know, uh, competing, uh, and and I think that you know those people tend to have that the really strict diet plan, whether they're on their macros or not. We've seen it with you know uh, different teams and stuff like that, where I kind of look at it and I'm saying, okay, well, this person looks great now, right? Like. And, but like, if you look at their lifestyle, the way I see it and the the question that I ask myself is like, man, are these people really going to be doing that when they're 50, 60, 70 years old? Right? Like probably not. What is your plan for afterwards? Right? Like, and that's why I'm really, really big on, on lifestyle and making real, real changes. Right? Like, man, like, and and we've talked about it before, right? Like he's got, and, and, and this isn't, you know, uh, you know, talking down on, on, on his, on his clientele because he does a great job. And I think what Cody offers those people is the, uh, is the lifestyle after you get done with the show to, to build that sustainable lifestyle. Right. And like, you don't have to, you don't have to eat like you're getting prepared for a show till you're 80 years. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it's not going to happen. Exactly. Whereas, you know, so that's what I'm saying. Like his, his clients tend to be, uh, you know, a little bit more, uh, shredded or, or lean. Whereas my clients, a lot who come to me and it's just based off of the conversation that we have when we, when we meet with people, cause we've sat down with hundreds of people over the last few years to where the people who tend to sign up with me are really just lifestyle based, right? Like a lot of people travel and, you know, he's got some of those too, but you know, they just want like the simple shit. Like they literally just want to get into the gym, whether the, you know, it's to, uh, to relieve stress or it's just because they just want to be a little bit more healthy. Yeah. Right. To, to be a little bit more fit, but you know, like, they're like, man, like I'm never going to look like this motherfucker on the magazine. Like, right. and I'm totally fine with that. Like, yeah. man, like I love that. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I agree. And honestly, as a, as a coach and from a business perspective for people out there listening to, it's probably the smarter route. Yeah. They're going to last longer as a client, guaranteed, because, you know, that goal is sustainable and you can keep providing that week after week after week. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I go back and forth so much with it because I think that I love the science so much yeah. that I'm all about like saying like, Hey, you want to look like that? Yeah. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Like, but know what it, know what it takes. And if right. you're not willing to do what it takes, let's figure out uh, like a middle ground. And I think that's an important thing. And, and that goes back to like looking at other people, like celebrities for your goal, like understand what you want and relate it to your personal body and goal and like what you actually want. Like what, do you really want to look like that girl with abs on the cover? Or do you just want your husband to look at you differently? And there's nothing wrong with telling me that you want you your husband to look at you differently. Right. Like, I'm going to be able to help you way more if that's the key. Because yeah. there's a lot more to it than abs, right? I guarantee. And I think that's the same with guys. Like, a lot of guys just want to get shredded or big or jacked because they think that the girl is going to look at them differently. And it's like, no, like, like just say that that's what you're going for because we can build confidence and a leaner body and all that shit. And, and to be honest, most girls don't want guys to be shredded to the gills anyway. Yeah. Like, and to be realistic. Yeah, right? because oh, absolutely. the person because in the magazine what? is probably photoshopped. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And it, who knows, you know, what, three days? He looks days? like that for three days out of the year. Right, exactly. Hey, he's like, just yeah. And he's unhealthy. He doesn't look like that at yeah. all. But And he can't go out on a date because he can't eat whatever the restaurant's serving, right? Like, right. Which, I mean, now that flexible dieting's coming out, I think that's a little bit <laughs> easier going and easier to manage. But I just like, and actually I talked to you about this today. I was like, man, like I'm up and down with the competition right now. Not because I don't think I can do it because I have so much time that I'm extremely confident that I could bring a way better package than I did last time. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I just like, if it's going to alter my relationship or my hormones in any way, like it's just not worth it to me. Right. And I think like, that's the most important thing. So I don't know. Keep it in mind. We have another question. Yeah, this one sort of ties into a question we talked about previously about can you be unhealthy and still fit? Just like the guys mm-hmm. in the I magazine was that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, I think it was a question we had before. This one is asking if it's possible to eat healthy and correct, you know, eating correctly, um, but still be overweight. <laughs> There's, I think there was more to it, though, too. Didn't she say right amount as well or something? Yeah, because I, I feel like it wasn't as easy. Because in in if if we look at it exactly how Michael just said it, then we could absolutely say yes, it's possible. Because if you overeat calories, no matter if it's clean or not, you're gonna gain weight. Because a calorie surplus equals fat gain, no matter what, no matter what you're eating. But I think she said something along the lines that kind of ruled that out, like eating the right amount. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, so what what I, I think what, correctly the, the context right the, okay. the context <laughs> of the Sorry. of of uh, the conversation, um, you know, I think that. People, you can see people who are overweight and, you know, they might be eating what looks like a, uh, like a real like amount of food. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're not having, they don't have three servings on their, on their plate. Um, so can those people still be unhealthy or, or out of shape? And immediately what popped into my mind was like, well, yeah, because it depends on where that person was. Like I've. I, I recently had a client who did this uh, ridiculous diet um, where his calories were was like cut in like uh, he was eating probably shit it might have been a little bit more than a third of of what, what it should his, be yeah of what it should be 
but then you go from that, right? Like, let's say you go from 800 calories and then you go to where you should be, where you should be, right? Like that, that can fuck up somebody's metabolism, yeah. right? Because like, your metabolism so down regulated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So in that case, you would just gain a ton of weight. Yep. Um, but I remember you did that with me. You, before we did anything, he had you on like 500 calories. No, no, no. He, no. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he came to me. On low calories, I think is what you're yeah, about to say. Yeah, you had said, okay, because because my perception was like, oh, you know, I need to hit 2,000 calories, right? That's how much I eat. And you're like, uh, pump the brakes. Yeah. Track what you're eating so then we can get a realistic idea of how much you're consuming. Right. And then go from there. Because well, so, and that's the exact, actually, this res- relates to a question that I got asked at the college when I was speaking there the other day. A kid was like, well, so what do you think about like, uh, cause like I have people that start asking me diet stuff and I don't know what to say yet. And like, and I, I tell them to like, uh, calculate their macros and calories on the calculators online. So that's exactly what we could have done in your situation, right? It tells us that you should be eating 2000 calories according to your age, height and body weight and activity level. Right. Yet you were eating how much? Do you remember? It was pretty low. I thought it, uh, 15, 1600, I think. Yeah. If that like 13. on some days, yeah, it was like, yeah. obviously like when, when you kind of just eat. As you go, it bounces around. But I think you were floating between like 1,300, 1,400, 1,500 yeah. every day. Which surprised me because I had no idea of what it and that's the, was. The, and that's what's like good about tracking, right? Because then you realize you become aware. Yeah. And, and like we looked at his and like, okay, you should be eating 2,000, but let's see where you're at. And he wasn't even close. So if I would have been like, oh, well, you're supposed to eat 2,000, eat 2,000. And just and you were at a point where you were eating really clean because we were doing the elimination diet for your Crohn's. So you still would have gained a ton of weight eating clean food or not. Right. And that's technically the right amount. So just like Theo was saying, it's just too big of a jump. So you have to slowly. And in those cases, those are cases that you actually do have to, if somebody's at a fat loss plateau and they're eating very good and everything, you do need to track calories because it's the only way that you're going to be able to make like small incremental changes to make sure that they don't add fat while you get them healthier. Because then what happened to you? We did that. We slowly brought your calories up. And you lost a shit ton of body fat. Yeah, I lost more weight increasing it than yeah. it was just exactly because sort of, um, we yeah. did it in a slow process, right? Yeah. And like that's the, that's the big key. You know, I've had so many clients over the years come up to me and just be like, "You're raising my calories, and you expect me to lose weight. like it? Yeah. It doesn't click. Yeah. Like, how funny is that? See, and then like as like when I hire people, I'm like praying for that because <laughs> I have people do my shit. I'm like, dude, please raise my calories, <laughs> like. But I think, uh, I think, yeah, like you can, you can eat, uh, really, really well and still gain weight. And I think a lot of people just don't have a true, um, understanding of, of how much they're eating. Like, I think that's a big thing. And then, because like you said, you see the people that aren't eating that much or whatever, but then you see people like Luca is a great example. You go to breakfast with that dude and you order a plate and then he orders three and you're like, what the fuck? This guy's eating well, the dude three only plates. He, I mean, sometimes he only eats one or two times a day. So, exactly. Yeah. So you never know. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like when you look at somebody's plate, you don't know the rest yeah. of the story, right? Yeah. And his energy output is really big. He's a big dude. He's been eating a lot of food his whole life. So he's a really smart, and you'll probably be in the same place when you're his age. Um, I mean, he's not, how old is he now? 35, 35, 36. 36. So like, but what I was gonna say is like, he's he's been so much more on the performance side of things that he's never really put himself through like a crash diet. I think it's safe to say. And anytime yeah. he probably dieted down a little bit, he did it a smart way, probably with a good amount of calories. So he's a good example of someone who ne- really never fucked up their hormones or metabolism. So 
people can look at him like, God, you eat so many calories. How do you not gain weight? And it's like, well, I've never really like damaged myself by crash dieting, which a lot of these people that would be asking yeah. that question have. Like, I know I have. Yeah. I can't eat. Somebody can be the same body weight and size and do the same training as me and everything. And I guarantee, I don't guarantee, but for most people, I will probably have to eat less calories than they will. Um, and I'm realizing that right now going through this diet period, just because of I've done crash diets in the past, I was overweight and I, and I did the wrong steps over and over again. Mm -hmm. I did the wrong types of cardio and all those different things that, that hurt my metabolism and now I'm paying for it. Right. Yeah. And I'm, that's why it's important to take the sustainable I, route. I think guys like me and Luca, uh, tend to be pretty intuitive as far as how much we, how much we're eating. And, you know, I think that we, and it, and it just comes from kind of experience. Like I know that he's dabbled with tracking his diet. Like I've dabbled with it yeah. as well. Like it's not really something that's a part of my everyday lifestyle. Um, and the only reason that I encourage it for my clients is because, you know, that's what needs to happen if yeah. you want to get, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, if you want to establish a certain lifestyle. So, um, you know, I think that once I did that, it kind of just became like, now I can just, I can eat and like, I know what I'm eating. Right. Yeah. And I, I tend to be more on the whole, the whole food side of things anyway, you know, 80, 90% of the time. Um, and but you also know when, like I actually, I've noticed this many, many times cause I've eaten plenty of meals with you where you will stop yep. when you're full yep. and I know you can eat a lot. So you'll have the most delicious plate in front of you and you get halfway through and you're like, eh, I'm not really hungry anymore. I can right. stop. Right. Whereas that's something I struggled with for a long time because of all those bad diets I did. And it was just like, well, these pancakes are in front of me. I'm full. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah, smashing these. Yeah. And then I like, I feel like shit mentally and physically later. Um, and I think like doing it the way you did it is smart. Um, but at the same token, I think it's just like with most successes, you have to fail to learn. And I failed many times doing that. And I'm really good about that now. Like right. I can be, fine and not like go through those phases or smash a ton of food because it's in front of me yeah but i did that plenty but, of times before well, I've, I've done it too especially when i was you know pushing for the 200 to to 205 goal right was man i was crushing food and there was it was a, it was to a point where i i was eating past uh you know really my capacity right like literally because i would put some food in my mouth and i would just like like you know what yeah. i mean like want to throw up but i just hold it down right like eating like that isn't pleasurable. And like, people would always be like, man, like if only I could eat like you, it's like, right. okay. Well, right? and it's like, like it's not a good feeling one to vomit, but all right. People are sure. wrecking their bodies and making themselves sick to lose weight, to look a certain way because they think that's yeah. what they want. And then they look at you and they're like, I wish I could do that. Well, guess what you were doing? You yeah. were eating too much for the same fucking reason, yeah. making yourself sick and, and causing havoc in your body. Cause that's not really good for you. Right. Because you thought you wanted a certain thing, right? And it goes back to all the goal stuff we were talking about earlier. And it can really mess with, man, like your your gut. Like it, it messed with me. Oh, like I know time. that eating six eggs in the morning, every single morning on top of oatmeal and granola uh, or yogurt and granola, sometimes oatmeal with fruit in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, dude, like my breakfast was like 1,500 calories, you know, and like of clean, like clean shit you know like i wouldn't put a whole bunch of stuff in it like yeah. I, you know and i would just literally just be powering it down but then i started to get the you know the the whole thing with the eggs where i couldn't fucking eat eggs anymore yeah. yeah like well and i dude, think like sucks. some people do have to overeat to gain muscle mass it's just how it's going to be but i think going the smart route of going okay I'm going to do this for three weeks and I'm going to diet for a week and your diet's not going to be miserable because you're not going to have to cut that many calories, but going to a point where you intuitively eat less 
just to give your body a break and then you go back to the boat for two, three weeks, right? Or you add a, a weekly fast in where you do a 24 hour fast to give your gut a break. Like simple things like that I think are really important. Or uh, like a shot of apple cider vinegar, like one or two, three times a day. <laughs> Michael just cringed. No, because that's really, really healthy for your gut, for your skin, for your hair, your insulin sensitivity. It's actually really, dude, I do it every single day. It's great for you. Um, but that can have a really positive effect on your gut bacteria and yeah. everything. So like little things like that. But most guys trying to bulk like crazy, they don't think about no health. They no. just and, go and a lot in. of them have end up with gastrointestinal issues. Oh, yeah, like if you, I, I butchered that for the first time ever. But like, if like I, I think that if you I were to look notice. at a lot of guys um, who who do powerlifting and and stuff like that, like yeah. man, like they probably end up with a lot of issues with their stomach or time, or yeah. GI tract or something like that. Yeah. So or intolerances to food, whatever yeah. it may be. I'm a victim of it. <laughs> fuck man it sucks dude like and so and that's why like man like when i eat now it's like when i when i get full, so like we were talking about like if i get to that point where i'm about 80 to 90 percent full i'm just like man like you know i don't yeah. need to pound it because i don't want to feel sick yeah it sucks i think uh i mean this just reminded me so and i don't smoke weed anymore so it's not like i can just get rid yeah. of that <laughs> yeah so uh i i i um i realized that cheese is the culprit <laughs> Serious, <laughs> my eczema. It is. Oh, eczema. really? Yeah, yeah man. So like, oh, I cut okay. it out. I cut it out for like. Uh, thought you were just talking about. I thought you were just like. No, no, like yeah, I get horrible gas. Light bulb moment. You do. I would, she, you I have wouldn't. Worse, I would bro. not give a shit about it. No, you know what? That's that's broccoli. That's straight up broccoli. Or you I, just. I mean, you I really don't, don't chew your food either, so that could no, be. No, I do. I cut out broccoli actually just because it's you just minimally process your food. <laughs> <Shut> like you, <laughs> you cut out. You, it's like it's like Cody looks at the package and it says minimally processed. <laughs> so he just like he's like, all right, well, I'm just gonna go that way the whole route. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> like, dude, no, no That's need. Me. No, no, no. no, no. So, so I, yeah. I, I did the elimination thing. I cut it out for like two and a half, almost three weeks, and uh, I went to my mom's on Thanksgiving, and and she had like a big like egg casserole thing whatever so i was like oh i'm gonna eat it you know there's there was a bunch of cheese in it so i ate it and i was like this will kind of be the test right the next day i didn't really feel anything so i like i, I made eggs that day i threw some cheese on it and then like within a couple days like, had a big like rash i said on your ass <laughs> now the eczema doesn't come on my ass man it uh it takes uh <laughs> it takes uh it takes what I I think I said four to forty eight hours or something like that because it just depends on how bad the intolerance is. But um, a couple of days later, started getting it bad, and then I cut it out and started going away. Mm. Pisses me off, hell bad. So, so apple cider vinegar, you mentioned a, a shot of it a day. Yeah, and you can do, do more. Yeah. Right? Can you do less? <laughs> no. Half a shot. Yeah. I well, mean, I would suggest like one, like, can you smell it? Like, <laughs> can you inhale it? <laughs> two tablespoons, I think is what's recommended, like two tablespoons yeah. before bed, but oh, you can also do it like, bed. but, like but they say up. like, if you're eating three plus thousand calories, you should probably do that a couple times a day easily. Do you need to ease into it though? Because my body was like, evacuate. Maybe, like, maybe. <laughs> rejected Yeah, that. but like, let's like. Apple cider vinegar was but not happening. you have a, uh, like a, a different gut response than most people have because of Crohn's. But right. at the same time, like, so it's going to help digestion. It's the big thing was supposed to be, they did this study and it helps insulin sensitivity overnight, which is good for fat loss. And is it supposed muscle. to act like Drano for your intestines? 
it has a digestive effect at first. So you get kind of used to it. So, but it doesn't matter. Like you take a couple shots of that the first week, you're going to be pooping like a champ and it'll probably just slow down and go back to normal. Yeah, but I don't really have a problem with that. So I don't know. It was, you'll be on like time. turbo mode, bro. It does. We'll see. I mean, you don't have to take it. I'm just saying, man, I do two shots a day. I'm good. Golden. So I wonder what would happen if you ate mushrooms. Like how you, <laughs> how you, how your stomach would react. Oh, I don't see. Um, I think we touched on it in the Crohn's episode a little bit. They had recommended pot for my Crohn's, but yeah. I never did that. Now. You can tell he never did that because he calls it pot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Freaking pot. Well, pot smokers. Freaking kids <laughs> in the freaking pot. I thought it was going to be dope. Some pot, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You I, got a, is that a pot cigarette? <laughs> that That's what I use. There's these things. They're called, I don't know what they are, but they smell like grapes. And it's not uh, pot. Swisher? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was hey, a roll. Hey, I, was, is that a <laughs> I was pretty cool in high school. Dude, why does that make me laugh so hard? Oh, that shit's crazy. Yeah, no, that's called Freaking the kitchen. Yeah, it was pretty uncool. <laughs> you never smoked weed before? No, I was like, hey. Oh, yeah, you have. You have. Stop right, that dope. Time. <laughs> but it was a swisher, and I just got a swirly. So. <laughs> swirly. I have never had a swirly. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, do we have rules? You that got was, a swirly? Oh, yeah. High yeah, school was great. Fucking Shannon gave me a wet willy this morning. In my ear. And then, never mind. What? Say it. <laughs> then you gave her a wet willy. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I did. <laughs> this fucking, that felt uncomfortable. Though. Yeah, those were really weird. Hell of saliva. Yeah. I was like texting and just like saliva in my ear. I did something to deserve it, but I can't remember. What it was. Wet willy, big guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> uh, if you ever want to fuck me up when I'm doing like, oh, like now my I demonstrations know. Yeah, I got at, the triggers. Like, <laughs> I got the triggers. I'll be doing dem like demo something. Is that how you do a big guy? Hey, I'll just start yeah. cracking up. I still a big guy. You gotta have the accent though. You gotta have the accent. Oh, fuck, dude, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, you really fucked yourself over on that one. Yo, if you could, random question, but we haven't done like a personality one in a while. If you died and you had the choice to to come back as any animal, gorilla, a gorilla, why? For sure, my gorilla. Um, I think they're the most relatable to humans. For one, two, they're just it's just a big. I don't know. He's just a beast. You know what I mean? Like that, or like I guess it's kind of stereotypical, but a lion, like a male lion, doesn't really do much but fuck, eat, and sleep. Literally, it does it, like because the the, the and lion a gorilla <laughs> is that what he does too? Yeah, and holds his own shit. <laughs> throws it at little girls in the zoo. Have you seen that video? Yeah, <laughs> and he just like he just like starts swinging all around his his little habitat too. He's just pumped up. And he just she's all crying. <laughs> He's celebrating He's crazy. Shit. Oh my god, that video had me in tears. But yeah, anyway, I thought it'd be a gorilla. A gorilla. I don't know why that came to my mind first. What a gorilla or a lion, just completely different too. I feel like. Yeah, I mean the the lifestyle of a lion kind of appeals to me, but I think I'd be a gorilla. What about you, Michael? Say it. I'd be a sloth. What? Again, Dude. as little as possible, just as slowly. <laughs> You've been practicing the that, ugliest bro. creature. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the video of the sloth? That's he. It's like stuck on a truck, and it's just like sloth. No. 
There's a million sloth means that are hella, hella creepy though. Dude, the, the one creepiest whispering into the ear. Sloth. Yeah. Yeah. You might be the only person to ever say a sloth. I think. Oh, facts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? Unique. I would probably be. And I'd probably be a wolf. I'd, be the, I'd probably be a lone wolf. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I don't know why that's a little funny to me. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I, well, I love dogs. I mean, dogs are the shit. But, like, man, like, they're just so, I feel like, you know, I, I watched, like, a lot of, like, Planet Earth and, like, you know, Life and shit, like, Discovery Channel. Like, people have, like, studied them, but they're just, like, Man, it's like crazy fascinating to me, like that it's just a wild dog. Like I have a dog at home. Yeah. And to imagine this dog, like you know, going out and hunting or like having a pack and like communicating so with each other. Like, like they do. Team. They have a. They have like a a sophisticated system of like communication, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not like a normal animal to me. It's like man, like they fucking talk to each other, yeah. right? Like and from like miles and miles away. And, like, just, like, the way they hunt, like, a unit, man. Like, they have a system. They have the alpha. They have the beta. They have yeah, the... Yeah, that's crazy. You know? And then, you know, all these little other fucking puppies. <laughs> but I... Yeah. I'd definitely be the alpha. That's fucking for sloth, sure. man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I see... Honestly, I like, I see, like, Cody coming back as, like, a clam or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like... Bro... I mean, it's more of like, man, like I would like for him to be, it's you know like, what I mean? Me like, gooey dude, like, you know, I, <laughs> you know, you, I mean, look, it wouldn't be that bad. Like you'd just be pure muscle and you would be quiet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think You're everybody would house. love that. Like, you would like that. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> like dude, Cody, the clam, bro. Michael, I, you probably be like a clownfish or something. <laughs> so we're in the yeah. ocean and you're a badass wolf. Yeah. I mean, I'd be a shark. <laughs> if I was in the ocean, be a shark. No, you probably wouldn't be a shark. Yeah, probably be a shark <laughs> or like a seahorse or something. <laughs> Dude, sloth man is a seahorse. If anybody, I'd be like, no, I'd be Nemo with the one like fin that's like <laughs> lucky fish. <laughs> you, you're, lucky just, fin. you're just deformed. The lucky fin. Oh, I don't the, know. Wasn't it Dora? That was Dude, water. Water is just so crazy to me, though. Like how things like live in water like it's like a whole it's like a, it's like a whole different kind of planet bro like it's just it's, it's super weird to me right? i was just listening because i don't like it i was just listening to our other podcast and we were talking about like how much of it is undiscovered that's what yeah. blows my mind yeah yeah, but yeah. yeah have you <laughs> i got like travis came home the other day and i was here by myself listening to the podcast talking to the couch it, it was just kind of weird like he walked in he's like you listening to yourself, and it was like me ranting, and I'm just standing in here alone listening to me. like it's all hell loud. <laughs> just like agreeing with yourself. And I'm like, yeah, 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 man. What's wrong with that? I listened to it as like study, like oh, I could do this better. And he was just like, bro, get the like, what are you doing? Dude. Don't look at me. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't listen to any of them. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I listen to every single like, one. As soon as I don't I watch. It. I don't watch my videos. That's you crazy. Should. How do you yeah. know what you need to improve on? Just fucking do it, bro. Repetition. See, I just, I don't know. I like to listen and be like, yo, I need to. Well, there's some people that do not. You're saying you don't watch it because you don't need to. No, not that. Like, I, 
or are you saying you don't like because there's some people I, that I definitely won't. I definitely need like I, I'm not saying that I'm like perfect like man like no, no, no. I definitely need work like at, at, at things but mm-hmm. like at the same time like I just don't like I don't listen to myself like I don't watch it because like fuck, but like, you're fuck. not doing it because there's some people that won't because they don't like the way they sound they no not, no that's what I don't I'm give a you shit. don't do it because of that no right no right. okay I just you know I'd rather like if I'm gonna do it like I'd probably rather listen to somebody else like that you could, who's yeah. got some you know what I mean like that you I know, know what the fuck I get said. more insight from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. That being said, if you guys have listened this far, <laughs> need you to do me a favor: go on the Facebook page, like the Facebook page, share the page. If you're already a subscriber. You have to search us in iTunes to leave us a rating or review. The more you can do that, the more you help us grow and the more free shit we can give you guys and help you guys out. Hashtag Cody the Clam. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.